You are listening to episode 58 of the Remind Yourself podcast. Welcome to the Remind Yourself podcast, the podcast for physician moms just like you who want to ditch mom guilt, stop yelling, and start enjoying their lives today. I'm your host, Michelle Chestovich, certified life coach, family physician, and mom of four. If you want to overcome overwhelm for once and for all, this is the place for you. Hello, Mama Docs. Welcome back. Today, I am going to do a flashback session. This week, I decided it would be fun to do a few pop-up free coaching groups, and I did one the other night on how to get your notes done. And tonight I am going to be doing one on how to overcome overwhelm. And I thought back to myself about my early episode, The Queen of Overwhelm. And I thought to myself, I'm going to go take a listen and see if I can, you know, recall some wonderful tips. And as I was listening, I thought to myself, this needs to be shared. I know I've had many new listeners over the last year, and I'm so grateful for all of your kind words about how this podcast affects you positively and how you share it with others who also need to hear it. Today, I want to give to you my second episode, The Queen of Overwhelm, because I think it's just as meaningful today as it was a year ago. And if you'd like to join my free group coaching tonight about overwhelm, it is now Thursday. This is coming to you fresh and hot. There will be a link in the show notes so you can sign up to come to this free Zoom call. I'd love to see you there. Meanwhile, enjoy the show, The Queen of Overwhelm. Welcome, Mama Docs. I'm so glad you're here. Today, I'm going to talk to you about a topic that's near and dear to my heart. I used to joke that I was the queen of overwhelm. And ladies, I've figured it out. I'm here to share with you some little tips and tools so you don't have to run around like a chicken with your head cut off, with your hair on fire, and feeling like the world is about to end. You guys, overwhelm is so pervasive in our culture. We often say, I'm so busy, like a badge of honor. And a few years ago, I heard someone, I don't even recall who, say, you know what, I'm not going to say that anymore. And I thought, really? That's an option? I'm going to grab onto that as well. So I started to become aware of how often we say that to one another, and I realized that that alone wasn't helping. But it was really through coaching that I figured out how to conquer overwhelm for once and for all. I will tell you that I've had many a night where I wake up with thoughts racing through my head, and I can hardly fall back asleep because I'm thinking about all the things that I need to do. My brain loves to remind me at three in the morning that I need to buy stamps. Like, really? (laughs) Why am I thinking about this at three in the morning? But my brain loves to catalog all the crap that has come through my head and often wake me up at three in the morning. And then what I would do is I'd wake up in the morning, my eyes open, and the first thought that pops into my head, I have so much to do. And I hardly even want to get out of bed. Like I don't even know where to start. And so this is what I'm going to tell you, is that when you start your day with thinking, I have so much to do, it doesn't really end well. And you don't often get a lot done. As I mentioned in our last episode, our thoughts create our feelings. 
So what is creating the feeling of overwhelm? Bingo. The thought, I have so much to do. That creates the feeling of overwhelm. And from there, what do I do? I stress. I run around. I make a list. I go somewhere to start doing something. I think of a few more things and grab another piece of scrap paper and make another list. And I complain to friends that I have so much to do. I fight my way through some of the things that are on my list. And at the end of the day, I look at my list again and think, I have so much to do. What have I even accomplished today? And you guys, the cycle continues again and again and again. So number one, it's just really good to realize that when we want to get stuff done, getting it done from a place of overwhelm doesn't work. Okay, that's all fine and good. But what about the fact that I have like 500 things that I need to do? Here we go, people. I'm bringing us back to residency. How we think about the things that we need and want to do matters tremendously. I'll never forget my first night as an intern. I was a family medicine resident, and I was on my pediatric rotation, and I had the craziest night ever. My senior resident thought it was awesome to stack admissions. I had no idea what this meant at the time, but basically... A, B, C, D, D, C, B, A. And I was D. So I was waiting around, ready to go. I'm an intern. And all of a sudden, it's the evening. And I get one. And then, boom, I got another. And this one's going to be in the PICU. I was so stressed out and overwhelmed. I didn't even know how to write a Tylenol dose. And the nurse was pressuring me. This patient's about to seize. They've got a fever. They need to get their medication. And this was back in the day when we wrote out orders with pen and paper. And I'm trying to furiously calculate the dose and figure out how many kilograms this kid was and how many migs per kig. Anyway, you get the idea. I was super stressed out. And when I finally lay down for the first time at, I don't know, three in the morning, I thought to myself, I can't do this every night. I have three more years of this. Maybe I should go to law school. I then remember being so grateful when the sun came up the next day that I survived my first night. It wasn't pretty, but I made it. But I was so stressed out and thought, there's no way I can do this. And it made it extra hard. I recall another night on call where the pager kept going off. The emergency department just kept calling and calling. And at probably the third page in the first, you know, hour and a half, I just chuckled to myself and I thought, just bring it. You can't hurt me. Come on. I'm a badass. Bring it on. And you know what? That night was crazy. I had so many admissions. I was running all over the place, but I was having fun and I felt empowered. It was amazing. The point of these two stories, this reflection back, is that our mindset really matters. Two admissions, my first night, I was thinking, I can't do this. I might go to law school. Couple months later, yes, I understand I had a little bit more skill, and yet my mindset that night, I made a decision. This is ridiculous, but bring it on. So, too, in our everyday life, we can have this sort of mindset switch. Number one, we need to realize where are we on default? I, when I was the overwhelm queen, was stuck in the default thought of, I have so much to do, I can't get it all done. 
And then I realized that created overwhelm for me. And I'd make a to-do list and like half-ass it, like only part of it would get done. I spent more time stressing about what I needed to do than actually doing something. So now when I get that feeling of racing heart, pressure in my chest, thoughts start to race through my head and I start to feel overwhelmed, I think to myself, ah, I'm feeling overwhelmed because I'm thinking I have so much to do. Now, I know many of you are going to start arguing with me here and say, but I do have a lot to do. I have to go to work. I have many children and I've got to run a household and on and on and on. I totally get it. And so now I'm going to tell you what we can do about it. Sure, it's all fine and good to say like, oh, just think positive thoughts. But you know what? I want so much better for you. And it can be so much better. So I'm going to give you some quick, easy things that you can do to help get that spinning to-do list out of your brain and onto paper and actually get it done. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to take some time and grab a piece of paper. And you're going to sit down and you're going to write down all the things including picking up stamps. And then after you write it all down, you're going to ask yourself, what else is there? What else is there? Because we all know that in the back of our mind, we have all these nagging tasks that love to come out and let us know that it's still there at three in the morning. Clean out the storage room, clean out the junk drawer, anyone. This is the kind of garbage that my brain offers up at 3 a.m. when I'd rather be sleeping. So you sit and think, okay, what else is there I need to do? What else is there I need to do? Clean it all out of your brain. Once you've done that, take a look at the list. Anything that makes you laugh and you think it's ridiculous, cross it off. Another thing that I'm going to tell you is when you think that you have to do something or that you should do something, question it especially the shoulds. We mamas should ourselves to death and we need to stop. We don't need to create some magical experience with our kid because we saw it on Pinterest. I should do that, you know, Arctic experiment with my child. No, we shouldn't. Stop it. And as far as the haves, I'm telling you people, I'm giving you a lot of permission here. You don't have to do anything. What? What do you mean? I have to go to work. I have to wash my kids' clothes. I have to make them dinner. You know what? You don't. Take responsibility, people. If you want to make your kids dinner because you want them to be healthy and have adequate nutrition, awesome. Claim it. You don't have to do it. They could go to bed without a meal. You could order takeout. You could, who knows what, hire a chef. Go for it. But I'm telling you, when we give away all of our authority and just say like, oh, we have to do it, you're really giving up authority, okay? So we're adults. We get to do a lot of things, okay? You don't have to do it. You want to do it. And sometimes you can argue, well, I don't really want to go to work. I don't really want to make dinner. Okay, great, don't. But then you're going to suffer the consequences, which is totally fine. But just like be honest with yourself, Because it feels really heavy when we say that we have to do stuff all the time. It contributes to the overwhelm. It seems like such a simple little thing. But I'm telling you, sisters, I am the queen of overwhelm. I've tried it all. Okay, so just to review. Number one, we wrote it all down. 
Number two, we went through the list and we crossed off stuff that we just ridiculously thought that we should be doing. And two, maybe it's something that we can delegate. Maybe it's something that we can do a few months from now. Write that down, few months from now. For example, I start to think about summer vacation. Now, in the middle of winter. And while maybe that's appropriate, it's maybe not needing to be like the top of my list and swirling in my brain so much. So if I write it down, it just helps get it out of my brain. The next step is super fun and easy. Prioritize. Look at the list. What is it that you want to do? Are there any things that are a little bit more urgent? Put those down next. So literally, I scribble one, two, three, four, five next to all the things. Okay? It helps so much to let our scientific brains see objectively, ah, this is the number of things that are on my to-do list. These are the couple things that I want to do today. This is something that can be done on the weekend. And this is something that can be done next week. You guys, it helps tremendously for our brains to see concretely, to see objectively what it is that's going on. Because when we leave it all in our brain, All our brain is doing is just sending a little tickler file to the front of the brain saying, there's a lot to do, there's a lot to do, there's a lot to do. And that makes us feel so stressed out and overwhelmed. So when you write it down, prioritize, becomes so much more clear. Now you might still think like, oh my gosh, I've got 15 things on my list that's so much to do. But just remind yourself, oh silly brain, you're just thinking on default again. You're thinking I have so much to do. How else can I think about it? But what really I like to do for myself and when I'm working with my clients is I say, how do you want to feel when you're tackling this list? Feelings are fuel to get things done. I'm going to say that again. Feelings are fuel to get things done. It is magic. If you can come up with a strong feeling and a thought that creates that feeling that you believe, right? Because you know that little piece that our thoughts create our feelings. You can get so much more done than you ever thought imaginable. And you can have fun doing it. It can be easy. Let's be honest. Many of us get so much done even when we carry around that feeling of overwhelm because we just get after it, right? And this is, I'm showing you a simpler, easier way. So what if you wanted to feel determined? You could think the thought, I'm going to get five things done today. No problem. I feel determined. And then what do you do from that place? You get after it. You don't waste time spinning and feeling so stressed out. Another powerful emotion, I like feeling certain. And the way I conjure up that emotion is to think the most important things always get done. And that makes me feel certain and I don't feel stressed out and I systematically get to work. Something that I've tried recently that I used to think was only like reaching a state of nirvana for me, the queen of overwhelm, is a state of calm. I thought I had to be at a beach with my feet in the sand and a book in my hand and a cool breeze in the air and warmth on my skin from the sun, and then I could have a state of calm. I've subsequently learned that the warmth in the sand doesn't create the calm. It's my thinking, I don't have anything I need to be doing other than being right here. And I've practiced that even in my day-to-day life. Now, it seems a little zen, seems a little woo-woo, and it's not easy. But if I can just look at my list and just say, I can do one thing at a time, it does bring me a sense of calm. 
No one's going to die if this doesn't get done. Now, again, speaking to a group of docs, I know some of you are thinking, but what about my hospitalist? Somebody could die if I don't do that. And what I'll tell you is that you can do it without the overwhelm. Of course, you'll take care of the sickest patients first. I was recently coaching a client who was just on hospital service on the COVID unit, and it was really busy, and she was feeling really stressed out about going to work. So we talked about how she was thinking and feeling about work because she was feeling very overwhelmed, and she was thinking, my job is so hard, the patients are so sick. And of course, she was feeling stressed out thinking those thoughts. And so what we came up with was that she wanted to feel in control. And so she came back to me the following week and she said, the week on service was so much better. I felt so less stressed. I said, oh my gosh, that's fantastic. What were you thinking? And she said that every day when she printed out her census, she wrote at the top, the job is not impossible even when I'm busy. And that made her feel in control and it made her have a much easier week. Now, I wish I could tell you that having these sorts of thoughts and feelings make your census really low and the patient census really straightforward. And of course, you know that that's not true. But how we think about it makes all the difference in the world. When we think, I have so much to do at home, when we look at our patient's schedule and think, oh my goodness, the schedule is so full, or how in the heck am I going to round on all of these patients? That is what creates the overwhelm. It's not actually the number. It's just a number. The number is neutral. And so what I'm going to ask you to do this week is just get curious when you start feeling stressed and overwhelmed to realize, oh my goodness, this is the sense that Michelle was talking about. And what am I thinking? Write it down. Come to the group. Ask me questions. So the first step is awareness that this is going on and just keep reminding yourself, ah, I'm having this thought again and it's making me feel overwhelmed. By saying that again and again, your brain starts to realize that it's a little bit more optional. This is everything. I did not think that feeling stressed and overwhelmed was optional in the past. I thought I just lived in the cesspool and muck of overwhelm. I thought it was a fact that because I had four young children and I was working as a physician and I was a wife and I was trying to take care of my home, that of course I was feeling overwhelmed. And yeah, there's still a lot that needs to be done in my life, but I understand now that it's a choice to be overwhelmed and I'm tired of it. It's a heavy, heavy backpack. I don't want to carry it around anymore. Okay, now that's the second analogy I've used, maybe the third for overwhelm, but you can choose which one works for you. The heavy backpack, the muck and the cesspool. At any rate, I've climbed out of the muck of overwhelm and I'm here to offer you a new way. You no longer need to live in the land of overwhelm. Until next time, peace and love to you. And it's me hopping on again. It is now back to 2022. I hope you enjoyed that flashback to last year's podcast episode as much as I did. It really is still very relevant, and it is something that I find so many women physicians are struggling with, and so I wanted to make sure all my new listeners heard it, and if you've heard it in the past, it never is a bad thing to listen again. 
I also want to invite you again, if you are able to join this evening, I am offering a free group coaching call at 8 p.m. Central. There will be a link in the show notes. Another wonderful opportunity I want to make sure that I share with you is that another small group coaching program will be starting on April 11th. That's Monday, April 11th. We will be starting our small group coaching for women physicians where we will be dealing with all things overwhelm, burnout. We talk about getting our notes done. We talk about improving our relationships that are causing us stress, including the relationship with ourself. So many of us have such self-criticism and low self-compassion, and during the course of our 12 weeks together, you will not only improve your relationship with yourself, you will improve your relationship with others and realize, hey, this journey of motherhood and medicine doesn't need to be so hard. Space will be limited, so if you'd like to reserve a seat, please email me at michelle.chestovich at gmail.com. Until next week, peace and love to you. Are you ready to take control of your life and put these tools into action? I'm here to help. I offer free consultations for physician moms to see if my one-on-one coaching package is right for you. You can sign up for a free consult at www.mommadoclifecoach.com.